This is The Waycast is a podcast where we recap every Star Wars episode as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert, and you have been warned. Sakuigar Shinies, welcome to another episode of This is The Waycast, the Bad Batch edition. I'm Sarah Edwards, the Star Wars writer at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. This week, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 12 of The Bad Batch called Rescue on Ryloth, where The Bad Batch gets roped into saving Hera's parents, and instead, they low-key encounter the Empire in a way. So, this episode was not what I expected. I, I was not expecting the little plot twist we had. I was expecting a lot more sadness, and we didn't get that, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty much what I said. It was like the opposite of the twist we expected. Because Eleni makes it out alive, completely unharmed. Then obviously we do have confirmation, well, sort of, you can't really trust Rampart, but he says, oh, Ornfree Ta is totally okay, nothing happened. So I guess we have confirmation that he's not dead. And then Hauser also doesn't sacrifice, well, he sacrifices himself without giving his life. Yeah, exactly. Now, the other twist in that scene he doesn't inspire all of his troops, which I thought was realistic because in most scenarios like that in movies and like TV, all the characters would be like, yeah, I'm not fighting for, but they did it in a very, very like realistic way. Only some mm-hmm. of them throw their shields down, um, which I mean, others could technically want to help him, but they've, they're afraid of the empire. Which yeah. I think it's really cool. I, I really do think that that'll come into play later, whether it's in Bad Match or if they do something else with Hauser, because I don't feel like this is a storyline they're going to drop, especially because of Hera's parents. Especially also with how much, like, Hauser blew up social media, like, after we released our episode on TikTok, on Twitter, all I was seeing was Hauser's face, and I was just like, everyone was swooned by this man, okay. I mean, Um, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of surprised that we didn't really get to see any interaction between Hauser and the Batch at all. Like, I thought the Batch would have been like, hey, you're not like the others. Maybe you should come with us. And instead, it's Hera's parents who are like, you should come with us. And he's like, I can't leave my brothers, even though they're trying to destroy what you did. Yeah, what a what a guy. This is why Hauser remains number one at the moment. <laughs> he's like so soft-spoken too what what a like good general he's he's way different than the other ones we've seen i don't know there's just something special about him and the hair obviously which is what everyone yeah. likes he reminds me of like surfer boy fives like if fives were still around oh my god and a little more chill oh my god <laughs> yeah I, I get that vibe from him i, I think yeah i think i agree Well, we're going to go all into this episode. We're going to break it all down and talk about where we're feeling for the finale right after this quick ad break. So stay tuned. All right, welcome back. Let's start breaking down the episode. So I was really expecting Hera's mom to die in this episode. Like, I did not expect her to live. Me too. That was my main thing. I was like surprised that every time they tried to make an escape attempt, I was expecting Crosshair to put his, um, no pun intended, crosshairs on, on Eleni, and and he didn't. Which is like, huh? Very surprising. But yeah, th- there was a lot of hope in this episode. I guess is the right word. 
because obviously you have the Bad Batch doing a rebel style plan. I mean, even Chopper's there, come on, committing pre-war crimes. like Starting his murderous days. Yeah, so it's interesting that their plan works to perfection and the only one who saw it coming is Crosshair. He's like, you guys are idiots if you think that their plan is to just randomly attack this factory or whatever. So much more of a surprise that people didn't die, which is rare for yeah. something like this, than them not dying, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think more people came out of this episode than we've had for Star Wars in a while. Like, we know that Hera's mom dies, but are we going to see that on camera? Is that going to be something that they just keep off screen? That's what I'd like to know. You were right about literally no one dies when you think about it because they don't actually kill any clones at all. Uh, the, like Hunter and Echo are like knocking guys out. Hauser doesn't really fight anyone. The factory that gets like blown to pieces, they only really blow up the unmanned turrets, mm -hmm. which that's a staple of the Empire. I mean, come on, those have been around since the Death Star in the Star Wars. So <laughs> that, that was interesting. Obviously, we're talking about Eleni just making it out like completely scot-free, no scratches on her, same yeah. with Cam. And that, that's why I was saying earlier, I do think that we're going to see her die on screen. Uh, if not, they're probably going to do it in some novel or comic book or something. But I, I think it's pretty important because it also, it also um, I think it's a good thing that it didn't happen this quickly because it would be weird to have the Bad Batch present for like absolutely everything. I do think... It, it's something that is a big part of Hera's backstory that they hinted at, obviously, but they didn't do. So I'm like, oh, they should totally go for it. But, you know, maybe not in Bad Batch. Who knows, though? <laughs> Who knows? But I don't Absolutely. think we've seen the last of them. I really liked how we see Hera and how she started out. Like, in Rebels, she's literally like Space Mom Part 2. Like, she's very calming. She knows what she's doing. She always has a plan. And then in Bad Batch, she's just a child who's like, I just want my parents back. I don't really know how to fly. Like the flight scene with her and Omega. I was expecting Hera to be like, oh, I got this. And then, you know, turns out she does not. So I kind of like how they, they had that realistically going. And I, I love the scene with Tech in the ship where he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but the Empire doesn't either. So that's fine. <laughs> That was awesome. It's good that Hera is such a noob. Like, we yeah. know that she's an amazing pilot later. So it's like, oh, yeah, no, here's her scene where she's like, this is your chance. You're going to fly. It's going to be amazing. And she, like, sucks at it completely. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, my God. And, and then, obviously, Chopper can't even do something as simple as turn off a bunch of cannons. Yeah. We never find out why, but I'm like, yeah, I think it's because he's – He's bad. Well, at least right now. He hasn't truly embraced his criminal days yet. Yes, but I thought it was amazing that he knocks out that droid and just swipes the body aside. Like, get out of here. You're useless. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> he should have threatened him with a bad time and made him do it. <laughs> you turn them off. I feel like when Hera and Kanan first started dating, Chopper definitely, like, hit Kanan a bunch of times. Like, stay away from my mom. I can see that. <laughs> and in this episode, there's a part where she calls him Chop. I think it was only once. Yeah, I don't think she calls him Chop in the last episode. So that's pretty fun. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's his name. Yeah, Chop. <laughs> Going into that, I, I also want to bring up Omega. Omega was seriously, like, talking back to Hunter. Like, normally, you know, she'll ask, like, why can't we do this? And Hunter will explain, and she'll be like, okay. But this time, she was like, 
oh, she wants to help her family. I do the same for you. And she's really like making Hunter think about what he says, which is a, kind of a first for us. I, I just like how she's, she be, she's really sticking up for herself and what she's believing in. Yeah, no, it's very interesting because you expect Hunter to be the one calling all the shots constantly, and he's trying mm -hmm. to, but then you have Omega being like, no. And he's like, no. okay, you know what? Fine, I agree <laughs> with you, sort of. Because at the end of the episode, we see his true motivation uh, when he tells, you know, Hera's parents that, oh, well, we have to help where we can or whatever because there's, this is happening on other planets and that's why he doesn't accept their payment. But mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah. Earlier you were like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Uh, too dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And, and he gets convinced by Omega because Omega is like still very naive, obviously. But they, they end up saving the day. Harris' plan yeah. sort of went off without a hitch. <laughs> sort she still of has her mom <laughs> yeah exactly and she still has her mom so yeah it's interesting because hunter in this episode is, is kind of conflicted the whole time especially when they see crosshair they like immediately want to avoid him i think that yeah. was the main point of them not attacking the capital right away or like trying to come up with an alternate plan and having to wait for Hera and omega to do so was because he's a hundred percent afraid of crosshair like you see that scene where they like look at each other without seeing each other oh, they just know they're there it was, that like, was so good yeah it's like yeah this is an issue so and now crosshair's on the hunt for them so but officially. i i didn't think we were going to talk about this till a little bit later but i want to bring it up now normally whenever crosshair is like watching the batch fly away he looks very mad like very determined but when Rampart gave him the go to go hunt them down, like, he's kind of looking, like, regretful. He's, like, his, his face is a lot softer. I feel like that's him trying to fight the chip. So, like we talked about last week, there's a possibility that his chip was just completely obliterated in his head when he got uh, burned by the ship. But I'm wondering if maybe it just weakened the chip. And so now he's kind of like Wrecker where he's trying to fight it. Because now he's like, oh, wait a second. Like, I don't feel right. And after what Omega said. So I think, I think that's where the finale is going to go. Is it's all going to be about a showdown between Crosshair and The Batch. I 100% think so as well. It's going to be very interesting to see whether or not they do what we've been predicting from the beginning. Which is take mm -hmm. out Crosshair's chip. Because like you said, it could be kaput. Yeah. And our guy... I mean, he he's seen better days, even emotionally. Like you, you said, he's he's sad. He sees them flying away. He's like, bad crosshair. No. <laughs> I think he he says he wants to hunt them down, kind of like as a redemption. Not not so much for like rejoining them, but more of like redemption in his eyes to the empire because he feels annoyed that they keep getting away with stuff. And and he's like, you guys are idiots if you think the bad bats are just a bunch of goons. Like they're clearly very capable. So. This is basically him going after his prize, I guess, and his pride as well. He's like, yeah. I want my, my revenge. Arr. I'm just kind of surprised that Rampart wasn't like, we really should think about, I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten with Tarkin yet, where it's like, these, could, these guys could be a true asset to us. I don't know why we don't try and capture them and just do the same program enhancement that they did with Crosshair. It's, just, it's weird to see Crosshair in Bad Batch and in Clone Wars. I know I've talked about this before, but 
Crosshair kind of switch kind of just flipped. Like he loves his brothers in Clone Wars, and then Bad Batch, he's like, "You guys are annoying. I'm done with you." Because in the first few episodes, like he he doesn't necessarily stick up for his brothers, but he's definitely like, "Ew, regs, ew, rules, everything." So it's like the switch literally flipped, and now you know he's like, "I'll kill him. Like it's fine." But you can tell that he's he's battling with it. Yeah, some part of his old self is still there, which that makes me wonder whether or not he's going to make it out of this alive, which I think I he will. I think he will because I, I'd like to say that they're, they're going to help him. But as you, as you know, they, they could totally not do that. And he, he dies protecting his brothers or something. You, ugh, it, it's going to be hard. It's also interesting. Yeah. This is the first mission that they're doing without Sid. Like, Sid didn't tell yeah. them to do this. Like, this is just a mission they just decided to do. Well, because Omega wanted. <laughs> well, Sid hasn't really shown up in the past two episodes, is it? So she's yeah. kind of slowly being weaned off, but... I think she'll be back to scold them next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I could see one of Sid's missions being, like, for the Batch to obtain Crosshair. I don't know what the mission could be, but that could be interesting. Don't know if they'll go that way. But yeah, they're definitely focusing the finale and the buildup to, are they going to save Crosshair? Is Crosshair going to sacrifice himself? Like, who's going to die? That's what I, that's, you know what? Who's going to die? That's what I want to know. All the dying is Uh, all going to be in the finale. Well, how many episodes do we have left? We have four episodes left. It's the final countdown. We have four weeks left. That makes me wonder if they're going to do another two episode long arc or are they gonna do some like missions or is the finale gonna be two episodes long or is the finale gonna be like the first episode and be a combination of multiple and be pretty long i can totally see that that would be awesome and we don't even know if this show is getting a second season i would like to say yes with the way that it's being written and how they're carrying everything out i want to say yes it should get a second season but we haven't heard anything. Something tells me they're going to pull a book of Boba Fett or a Loki season two, and it's going to be the after credits of the last episode. Mm. That's just me speculating, but <laughs> seeing as to how Disney plus is very much a interconnected, like we're going to announce things using our other stuff type meta instead of just announcing it online so that everyone who's watching can see mm. that there's a new show coming. I, I totally think that's what they're going to do. You'd be like, the Bad Batch will return in season two or something like that. I-, I could totally see it. That would be interesting because animated shows for Star Wars have never had an after credits or a mid credits scene. So I could see a lot of people missing that. Because like once I see produced by Dave Filoni, I'm like, ugh, gotta wait till next week. But I don't, that would be pretty cool if they gave us one. It might be, yeah, you're right. No, it might be a mid credits the way, because the way Mandalorian season two did it, which is really smart. The last episode didn't have the typical episode art at the end. Instead, it had a break with just the credits and the music to make it like an effective finale because it's it was very emotional finale. But then immediately after those, because that's the hook, right? Is they're like, oh, look at these new credits and listen to the new music. You have Boba Fett's thing, short clip. So they might do something similar to this. They might end it with, my my guess is Omega's theme. No, um, the Bad Batch and Omega theme on uh, or an orchestra. Since I've been saying 
that I'm excited for that. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that's what's going to play at the end credits. Or it's just normal end credits, and then randomly they throw in a scene or, like, a thing that says the Bad Batch will return. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see the show ending after one season. Like, we still have quite a bit of little plot holes here and there to fill in. Like, for one thing, are the Batch really going to keep doing bounty missions? I mean, their goal at this point is just build up some money so they can go hide. So are they really just going to end it right there? Because I think, you know, once they get crosshair, like, and take out his chip, their objectives are pretty much done. They have Omega. They have their brother. They're all hopefully unscathed. So they could just go either go find Cut go and go hide. But uh, uh, Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. can we really explain that in four episodes? Like, <laughs> No, that's exactly why I'm thinking I'm agreeing with you. I think a second season is warranted. And we've said from the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, Cut's going to reappear. Oh, yeah, Rex is going to reappear. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, now we have Hauser. Now we have Eleni. Like, they're building up this huge cast of probably returning characters. Yeah. And I think that's what what's important for the second season. Oh, where did Fennec and Cad Bane go? That's another yes. one. Yeah, like, I'm so certain that they weren't just there for no reason. I'm pretty sure I agree. that they're going to either return to this series or... Like I mentioned before, uh, since I already laid out my whole spiel, I won't do it again. But I do think they're going to return in some other form, whether it be Book of Boba Fett or another bounty hunter-related thing. But they're they're coming back. Like I don't see them just like, oh yeah, we're gone. So th- this definitely feels like the setup season for bigger things. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of like setup, I've been noticing that a lot of people on social media are kind of like done with the bad batch they're like it's not doing it for me anymore it's kind of like meh and i feel like this is going to be this is going to be just like clone wars where the first season people are excited for it in the beginning and then we get to the middle and slash end and they're kind of like it's not doing it for me yet like once we get to later seasons then it's like oh my god revolutionary so i definitely think that like right now a lot of people are kind of meh on it but like with the first season finale going into other seasons, I think it's definitely going to pick up. Definitely. And you can already see the pieces coming together. They mentioned mm-hmm. Raxus a lot in this episode. They and did. they specifically mention the kind of parallel between both planets, regardless of their previous allegiance, are being occupied by the Empire. They're like, the other one was Separatist. This is Republic. Like, this is happening everywhere. So they're realizing the scale of the, the Empire. What surprises yeah. me, though, is at the end when they're offered to go with, you know, Cham and Hera and everything, they're like, oh, no, that's not our thing. So basically, this is basically them setting them up to not join the rebellion. Like, this is how the writers are like, oh, no, these guys just want to grill. So they don't want to they don't want to join no non-existent rebellion. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see this show evolve, because I do think, like you said, Rebels was another one that people didn't really like season one too much which is funny because ironically for me rebels season one has more inter interconnectivity um than any of the other animated shows in terms of like the first season having literally every episode carries into the next one regardless mm-hmm. of what happens in it so yeah i definitely see them pulling a clone wars or rebels on this one and making the next few seasons way more intense i, I do see that yeah and i definitely agree with you on the rebellion like having the Bad Batch join the Rebellion just wouldn't fit. 
like they're not that kind of they're not that kind of squad they're not really into bringing back the republic or anything like that i mean even omega said it herself she's like you know isn't that what soldiers do and you kind of see hunter say like well do i tell her we're not really soldiers anymore even though we've been doing a lot of these like government level rescues like hunter is definitely conflicted with himself we haven't seen a lot of it as much lately but i mean you see it when he literally takes time to look back at crosshair when they're flying away like there's still some kind of internal battle going on there yeah definitely it feels like he out of all of them is the only one who's still like maybe we shouldn't just run away even though that's what i want to do as well and that's like my whole plan and whatever he's also like "Mm, i'm not so sure about it anymore because I think Echo is the one who's who's like 100% on board with just leaving missions behind. He's yeah. definitely seen enough war for his <laughs> time. Uh, Wrecker doesn't care because he wants to blow things up. And Tech also is like kind of like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of on the same page with Echo. But in a way, Echo's also kind of like, Echo's still in Republic mode. As much as, as far away from the Republic as we come, I'm still getting the vibes that he's like, we're soldiers. And it's like, no, we're not. <laughs> That's right. He says something in this episode that was interesting. Um, I can't remember what it was. He says something to Hera. And I was like, yeah, that that sounds like Echo. He's like constantly bringing in the old school Republic wisdom. (laughs) Like he did with the Separatists a few episodes ago. So, man, I I don't want to see any of these guys go anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah, second season now. Uh, and then it just makes you wonder, like, when they do decide to end the show, like, how would they end the Bad Batch's story without killing them all? They they have no issues with killing any of our favorite characters, so one of them will probably die along the way, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> no, no one's ready. Don't, no, no even thinking about that right now. No worries, no worries. I wanted to bring up something else that I was thinking about the other day. So we're in the period after episode three, we're going into episode four into Rebels territory. Do you think Darth Vader would come into play at all during this show? Like maybe not season one, but like, do you think somehow he could be involved? Maybe if he realizes Rex is alive. I think that would be the number one reason, even though Rex doesn't really encounter him at all in uh, Rebels that I can remember yeah it would be interesting to see them have some sort of conflict at all i mean it's vader and rex was his guy and he he definitely has a pretty strong reaction to seeing ahsoka again uh, even though he's still like i'm gonna kill you i i I do think if any reason that or if there is any reason for vader to show up it's rex but other than that no i don't think he's gonna come in tarkin i think was the ultimate like here's your cameo of big character guy and we see palpatine a bit at the beginning but i definitely Mm -hmm. think tarkin is our number one empire guy yeah and he's he's not a fan of clones but he's a yes let's keep clone force 99 whereas rampart is still you know anti-clones of all kind so i i'm still convinced that rampart is going to either try to kill crosshair or like the way i'm see the more i think about it the way I see it is Crosshair tries to eliminate the Bad Batch. They're talking to him and something snaps in his head to where he's like, no, these are my brothers. Like, I love them. And then Rampart's like, oh, you couldn't do the job. <laughs> it's going to be something like that. I mean, Tarkin tried to have them killed in a training session and he he doesn't trust them. I doubt he 
she's going to trust Crosshair after that, and he's probably going to want them hunted by this, you know, the Imperial tryhards, and he's going to add another member to their squad or something. Like, oh, yeah, we're wearing black armor. We're so cool. I mean, they look nothing and aren't nearly as imposing as Death Troopers, the seven-foot-tall crazy people, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where they go with Crosshair's story, because we definitely got a little bit more of a vulnerable side of him, even though he was still, like, closed off and, like, eh, eh, I'm, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just... I'm, I just want to know how they're going to re- play this out. I, we have four episodes, and I don't think they're going to end it with a giant siege or a giant freedom of a planet, which would be different for Lucasfilm animation because Clone Wars ended on freeing Mandalore. Rebels ended on freeing... What did they free? They had a siege. Lothal. Yes, the siege of Lothal. So it's like, I highly doubt that Bad Batch is going to do the same, but you never know. It'll, yeah, they do that so they can have their big battles. And obviously, since it's the Empire um, in Rebels and in Clone Wars, it's, well, not the Empire, but it's it's Maul. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that, but it's true. You have two shows ending on a siege. Yeah. Are they going to siege Kamino? Because they really don't want to go back. But, like, you know, if the Empire gets the point where they're like, we don't want clones anymore, and but we'll take your facilities. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think the, clo- the clones in general are not going to have a very happy ending. The Bad Batch might be able to get a happy ending for this season, but there's, there's just still a lot that we have not covered in this show that I want answers to. And I've been, remember, this is like way earlier in the season. I remember we talked about Camino, like the clones are Camino inciting a clone like rebellion of sorts and mm-hmm. the Bad Batch being involved. I think, like you just mentioned, I think that might be the only thing. And it's not even so much of a siege as like a, not even a rescue either. It's more of like mm-hmm. an escape in a way because the clones want out of there. We'll have to see though because as of now, we haven't seen Camino in a long time. So it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think. That could be where it goes, but other than that, I don't think we have any indication of what's going <sighs> on. I feel so lost. Like, normally we have some kind of, like, something to go on where it's like, I know where this is going to go, but I feel lost. All I know is Crosshair is now the objective again, but after that, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we do a little waiting. <laughs> we have a little patience. Like Yoda taught Do we have patience? Though? I don't have any patience after this show. Like, ah, It's okay. We'll have visions later this year, I guess, before Book of Boba Fett. And then, True. And then nothing. Just pain for the next... Like, <laughs> Until Obi-Wan. Until Obi-Wan's mm-hmm. show. Which, isn't that supposed to come out in summer of next year? Who knows? We don't no know. release date. And Andor is supposed to be coming out. And that, that show is looking like a game changer just from the set photos alone. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's one that's going to hit people like in an unexpected way. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like, we know what happens to Cass because if you've seen Rogue One, <sighs> but I, I'm really curious to see where they go with that show. I'm very excited. Cass became one of my favorite co- characters I love Diego Luna, so I, I'm excited for that one. I forgot about Andor also. That's the thing. They haven't been promoting it at all, and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is obviously a way more popular character, so 
I think they're going to start promoting it um, within the next few months because it is looking like a gigantic show. Like the reason mm-hmm. I say the set photos alone is that they're doing a lot of practical shooting, but they're building gigantic props and sets like in a lot of locations, which surprised me. They're going out to beaches. They're in Scotland right now. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm very excited for that one because of the scale like it looks like they're taking it very seriously which is amazing because it's basically a gigantic movie production for what i've heard and i hope it is a 12 episode long epic so (laughs) yeah we'll see we'll see wow 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 yeah andor and obi-wan are probably the ones where like we've had the most suspense because like we had those leaked set photos of like even mcgregor with a trash bag to keep his costume hidden um, yeah. And some some other cast members too. We haven't seen Hayden Christensen at all. Nope. I'm kind of surprised. So I, I'm interested at what his role is going to be in that show. And with Boba Fett, I feel like we, you know, we have Tamora Morrison at the Polynesian Spa as like a teaser. And that's really about it. They're done filming, but we don't have any kind of trailer. And that's coming out in December. The gut lord will return. <laughs> Yeah, I I think for now, all we can hope for is that this show gets a second season and that these other shows come sooner rather than later. But that's all we know. Especially because we know that EA isn't giving us any video game previews or like anything to get excited about. Don't even get me started on that. Their their dumb little tweet was so hysterical (laughs) to me. Yeah, guys, don't get excited for our thing because we're not going to show anything Star Wars related at all. And I'm like... (sighs) All right, you guys already lost your thing. Like you're you're not making it any better. Yeah, you're not making it any better. So screw you. Like I don't care anymore. (laughs) Also, Lego Star Wars. Like yes, covering the release date for more than a year, and they keep changing it. What is going on? (laughs) I mean, at this point, I'm willing to bet that they're gonna release it next year. (laughs) Yeah. Considering they haven't said a word about it. Yeah, and. I mean, we just got that new Nickelodeon fighting game announced, and it's literally coming out in October. Like, the, the, it was announced, and then the release date was announced, and it's coming out really soon. And it's like, with, with Lego Star Wars, it was announced, and they said coming out soon, and the pandemic hit, and now it's like, coming out, never. They, I, I'm sure they fired so many people for their accidental date release leaks, because at first, it was leaked that it was going to be released in the spring of 2021. And or 2020, and then on May 4th, it, like the amount of times the release date has been leaked. This, if if they release, if they leak another release date, this will be the fourth time that a mistake has happened. So I don't know what the heck is going on over at Lego or at you know Lego Star Wars, but it, I don't know. I know so many people who have pre-ordered this game, and they're like, okay, when am when am I actually gonna get what I paid for? <laughs> The biggest issue, I think, is the Warner Brothers issues right now. I don't know if you've heard that they're trying to sell TT Games and Mm. uh, I can't remember the other company. I think NetherRealm Studios. I'm not sure, but they a while ago there were rumors that Sony or Microsoft is going to buy Warner Brothers because they were selling it off or even Amazon or some other big company for to expand their gaming divisions and nothing happened with it. But now there are rumors that Traveler's Tales is either getting sold or who knows what's going to happen but that could be a part of the drama going on that we don't know about with uh, the lego game so ah. uh, all i know is i feel like the lego game is getting so overhyped 
that I'm worried that by the time it does come out, everyone's going to be like, oh, okay, like, it's finally out. Like, I'm sure it'll still get great reception because, you know, I love seeing the sneak peeks and the screenshots from it, but I feel like the release is not going to be as massive as they were wanting it to be. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it could be if they market it really well, but so far the marketing has been bits and pieces, so... (laughs) Very misplaced, so we will keep you updated all on that. I'm excited for next week because I think we're going to finally start seeing the redemption of Crosshair. I could see that as being like a finale story arc, and I'm hoping that we start to build it up soon. With that, thanks for listening to another episode of This is the Waycast, the Bad Batch edition. For more Star Wars content, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. And if you haven't been on Twitter, you will may have noticed that The Mandalorian was nominated for 24 Emmys in 19 categories, which is insane. So if you want to see a full list of who got nominated and what they were nominated for, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net. We have the full list. Red Venge, Shinies! This is The Waycast is a Boardwalk Times production produced and edited by me and Giovanni Delgadillo and music by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>